for sure. You know, you got this fantasy in your head about getting out of the life and setting that other world on its ear. What the fuck are you gonna do except hustle? Besides pimping. And you really ain't got the stomach for that. Now, man, I ain't putting you down. If it wasn't for you, I probably wouldn't be here. I'd be OD'd someplace. Just trying to make it real, baby, like it is. I mean, maybe this is what you supposed to do, baby. This is what you've grown to. I mean, just think about it. Don't throw it out. Just, just think about it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Apple Music, Google Play, SoundCloud, soon to be Amazon Music. And it is still whatever you do on Spotify, please go and do that. Jay, well if, nothing left. What's up, man? Same old, same old, man. Same old, same old. Exactly I hope my volume that. sounds better because uh, last week, uh, earlier this week, I just felt like <laughs> that was a that was a old school rookie mistake by us. But um, and you know, back. I thought about splitting the tracks and then going in because because I can split the tracks, then I can go in, I can amplify you and shit. I should have turned myself down because you know we it was everywhere. But I was like, hey, sometimes you get what you get. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do. I mean. I didn't get did get too many complaints, you know. A couple of people pointed it out to me, and I was like, "Huh, it is what it is." As long as you listened, the content, as long as you listened. the content. That's what they call it. That is what they call it. That is that is the word. Hey, man, you know, like I said off air, I felt like we have the energy to do multiple episodes in a week if we feel like it, and um. Just looking at some of the list of the topics that we were supposed to talk about on the last episode that we didn't technically get to because we don't always cover every topic. I mean, if we were to cover every topic that comes to mind, we'd be sitting here for a million minutes. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I feel like there's a, a couple of them that you pointed out. And I guess I just kind of wanted to know what direction you wanted to go. Um one of them, obviously, to me, is something I kind of point out as something that we've talked about for a long time. But you sent, I want to say, you sent like an, an article or maybe even a, a blog about toxic positivity. Uh, yes, the double-edged sword. Yeah, man. What's up with that? What I mean... Well, well, did that? Did somebody send you that, or was it something that was on your mind, and you was like, "I'm sick of this shit. Let me look up something." Were you trying to find a, 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 a the, the terminology for it? What happened? I think I might have heard the phrase, and typically when I hear a phrase I'm not familiar with, I'll go search it up. So I heard the phrase, and I searched it up, and I'm like, "Man, we <laughs> this is us right now. This is us. We're in an age of toxic positivity and." Let me pull up that. Um, I'm pull up the definition because my phone's tripping. Um, 
but uh toxic 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 positivity the dark side of positive vibes that, that was the article so if you ever, guys ever want to read that just throw that in the googles and and it'll it'll come up or whatever but um let's see if they give a solid definition they say toxic positivity is the overgeneralization of a happy optimistic state that results in the denial minimization and invalidation of the authentic human emotional experience so i know oftentimes on this show i i know i personally say you need to embrace all of your emotions whenever you're experiencing mm-hmm. them because if you just put them down and and, and pat them up you're, you're setting yourself up for failure later on down the road and i think toxic positivity is the anti-hero to embracing all of your emotions mm-hmm. And I, and I understand people, like, when they see you down and they hear that you're down, they want to cheer you up and, you know, hey, it'll get better, you know, you know, it's not going to be bad for long, this, that, whatever, whatever, whatever motivational words they have for you. But I think there's a line. And that line comes into the point where it's just toxic positivity. And if I could think of an example of some toxic positivity it would be the 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 like they said the overgeneralization. Hey, today's going to be the greatest day of your life. Like, it's it's it it may, it may not be. It, it it probably won't. Like, <laughs> like you know, just hit me with some. Hey, make today better than yesterday. That's on the level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Today's going to be the greatest day of your life. Look, chill out. <laughs> Anybody ask for all that pressure this early? Right. I don't need that type of pressure. I already woke up late. Bruh. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that that's simple, bro. Like like you said, we do it. We, we in this current generation have this fixation with, to me, is this sort of utopia. And... I say utopia because I feel like people really believe, and uh, I feel like this is a consistent thought of mine, I feel like people really believe that there is some type of lane they can go down where everything will be just right, everything will be close to perfect. And I think that they feel like that is is like the perfect way to get there. Like, I talked about positive affirmations before, and I think that some people get sucked into the mindset of thinking positive affirmations are like this cure-all for attaining a better life. When in actuality, I mean, to me, positive affirmations are more along the lines of, you know, you're you're instilling in yourself the possibilities of goodness, but that doesn't mean it's definite you know like it's good to it's good to think positive it's good to want to radiate positive vibes but i think the childish mind i think the naive mind kind of gets obsessed with it to the point of if they don't get there then that's what causes a lot of problems because i truthfully believe that the depressive state that people fall into is for lack of a better term, it it comes because of 
the disappointment with what life actually offers. If that makes sense. It's like you, 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 you were given this fairy tale that you would eventually get to. And then you realize that this fairy tale is only something that maybe one in 10 people are going to experience it. And you're not one of, you're not that one of 10, you know, and that, that, that brings a lot of people to a real depressive state due to the fact that once again, eventually you have to embrace reality. You have to, what do you say? Accept all the emotions. Is that what you said? Embrace all your emotions, embrace all your emotions. And once again, I I definitely think that that pushes people more towards a depressive state because they just can't handle it all at one time. They can't handle it. It's like, oh shit, I wasn't ready. I didn't. I wasn't ready for this. I didn't see this coming. And yeah, you know, even though the term toxic is used heavily nowadays, I mean, it makes sense. That shit is toxic because that's just something that you would say is like when you if you think of toxic, you like okay. If I if I ingest something toxic, I'm gonna be sick. Yeah, you know I'm gonna be sick, and you know me, I'm I'm always sick. I'm definitely sick of all this shit going on around. <laughs> so you won't get any toxic positivity from me. I, I hate to say it, but uh, that's me though, bro. It's like you can take your optimism with a grain of salt. Like you <laughs> you, you you got you can balance you it out. I thought you was about to say you could take your positivity and shove it up your ass. I'm not going to say that because the world needs positive people. I understand that and I respect that. But it, but like like the definition said, you can overgeneralize stuff to the point where... Have you have you ever heard of overhydrating? Yes, basically drowning. Ba- basically drowning. Like you're drowning, you're, you're drinking a lot of water, which is theoretically good for you, but you're ODing on it. You can OD on positivity. And like when you set that bar, like when you come into somebody's life or you or you even set that bar for yourself. Hey, today I'm going to be flawless. I'm going to do everything right. Today's going to be the greatest day ever. And you set that bar so fucking high. And then you leave your parking lot and you catch a flat. Just (laughs) just see how like how quick, you know, well, I can't reach that bar now. Like you, you've just said it so high, and so to kind of segue into into something else, incrementalism is a gift and a curse. You mm-hmm. can set those smaller goals, like, hey, you know what? Today at work, I'm not gonna be on social media. I'm gonna do my job. All right, I'm gonna work out for thirty minutes when I get home. Cool. I'm a, I'm gonna eat, you know, chicken and veggies for dinner. I'm not gonna go get fast food. Cool. You can set those little goals like that. And just move and accomplish them instead of saying, I'm going to lose 20 pounds in 14 days. It's pressure. 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 And there's enough outside pressure before we put pressure on ourselves. I agree. I agree. What's the negative side of incrementalism? The negative side of incrementalism is the stalling side of it. If, let's say, you're in a relationship with somebody... One person wants to get married. The other person doesn't really want to, but they don't want to lose the person. They're like, well, you know what? 
let's um uh, let's live together for six months first and then after we see how that goes let's um let's let, let, let's go to counseling for three months after that and then you know then we'll talk about an engagement where you just kind of stretch something out to stall to buy time to you know decide if okay do i really want to take this jump is this really the next step for me or am i just waiting for this person to get tired and say all right this nigga ain't about shit let me go ahead and move on so you won't Dang. hurt their feelings or whatever it is what do you think happens to a person that adopts that mindset and they, they repeat it over time like that's just that's just how they live they're always trying to stall the inevitable in the cases of of, of stalling the inevitable hey rip the band-aid off if you don't want to be there life is too short to pretend anything else and in those cases where you're trying to be damn certain like i'm going to measure 15 times before i cut this once life is too short for that as well you have to find you have to find some neutrality in your optimism and your 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 risk you have to find something you basically life is getting to the middle not being too risky and being risky enough taking enough chances but not going crazy gambling but still being reserved and I think that flows from the optimism, like, hey, yeah, you could come in. Hey, good morning. Hope you have a good day. Whatever. Cool. Hey, I'm going to have a great day today. I'm going to have a good day today. You know, boom. Cool. But to go in and it's like, this is going to be the greatest day of my life. Come on, fam. I know, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I never really realize that that was like the terminology that they use for it but it makes sense i mean it makes sense on both sides and when you when you it was something that you interesting that you said earlier was basically talking about setting the bar so high and you set the bar so high to when when you when in terms of pos, uh, positive uh, well toxic positivity what ends up happening is even if you try like to self-diagnose yourself or like try to like even if you self-reflect and you realize that you're setting the bar so high you eventually get to the point where you're like okay let me start setting the bar a little bit lower just so i can make it through the day and that could become dangerous too because i think as society we do that quite a bit i think in order to you know it, like i said in order to get to the next day in society we tend to lower the bar for ourselves in order to feel successful. Like I've seen many times where people embrace what I would see, what I would view as the utmost mediocrity. Like even watching my son's basketball team at times and even just practicing with my son. I look at, I look at some of the things that they do and I'm just like, you know, is that what you think is, 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 is going to benefit you on the court? You know, what's gonna you need you need basically you need to step your game up because just being able to do that isn't enough. And I see other people cheering it on, and I'm like, nah, bro. Like y'all are not about to, y'all are not about to look at somebody just with handles on the court, being able to dribble real well, and and call them cold and oh he he's the goat and all that. Like nah, bro, you're not about to do that because that's not enough. And when life hits you hard on the court where you get somebody that has 
really good defense and they ripping your ass or you realize, damn, I can't shoot to save my life. You realize that the bar was set so low. That's why you were getting those applause. Like, dude, go ahead. Have you seen that video where the kid is just doing all the dribbling? He's just dribbling, 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 dribbling low to the ground, damn near rolling the ball on the ground. And then he'll he'll bounce the ball. And he'll just like flail his arms and, and jump up and down and do his legs. And it's like, my man, the ball is right here. You're right in front of me. Why are you doing all of this? Why? Why are you doing all this? You're rolling on the ground. I take two steps to my right. I'm here. I'm still here. You have you've you've went side to side. You haven't went front to back anywhere. Ain't went nowhere. So Ain't like went nowhere. So like you say, is is that what's really benefiting you? And and like I said, you know, you want to get to the center as best as possible. So mm-hmm. I've been in jobs and I've been in relationships where I've set the bar so fucking high that I couldn't even touch it anymore. Hmm. And once you set that standard and you start falling below that standard, people notice mm-hmm. why you don't mm-hmm. perform like this anymore. Why you don't perform. Hey, that's 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 at the height of my level. And I'm not bringing that a game every single day. And it's not a reflection on you. It's a reflection on the mental fortitude and the effort that it takes to bring that a game. And if I don't wake up in the morning and say, this is going to be the fucking greatest day of my life. I'm falling below that bar. And not only is it affecting you, it's affecting me because I've set the bar so high for you and myself. Now we're both just standing on the ground looking up into the sky. Looking stupid. (laughs) Looking stupid. (laughs) Sky Daddy ain't gonna save you. Sky Daddy ain't gonna save you. (laughs) Sky Daddy ain't gonna save you. But no, I mean, I mean, another, you know, just sitting here thinking about even the basketball analogy. People really get mad at people like me when I point out I feel something's mediocre. And I don't knock people for setting small goals. I never will. Once again, I think that it's not even on them. It's on the people that dish out this toxic positivity in these rewards for mediocrity. Because I got a question for you, and I want an honest answer. Um, do you think bullies are are necessary? And I don't. I'm not even going to use the word necessary evil. But do you think bullies are necessary? Yes. I agree, and I know a lot of people. I know modern modern generation. If you get people in groups today, they'll tell you bullies are not necessary, and they'll have substantial arguments. You know me. I don't even care to argue with people. If you think bullies are not necessary, that's fine. I think certain forms of bullying is necessary for a person's growth, and I think toxic positivity can be just as bad as bullying, because toxic positivity can keep a person at a very mediocre state. It can keep a person very, very average, just as much as bullying can can encourage somebody to want to quit it can encourage somebody to want to go off on somebody it could, it could slip a person into a depressive state so like you've been saying the whole time it's important to find the center if you're gonna have bullies out there you gotta have people on the other side 
that have the formula for defeating bullies. If you're going to have toxic positivity out there, it's almost like that person has to have the mindset of realizing like, hey, this is just for now. I still got to get better. I appreciate your kind words, sir. I'm glad you want me to have the greatest day ever. But guess what? I'm realistic. <laughs> I know I'm going I'm, to, I just want to have a great day. And if I have a great day, that's good enough for me. And that's that's that personal responsibility. That's that accountability that you're going to need with a person that's in a, 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 a toxic, positive world. As crazy as that sounds, um, it's almost an oxymoron. But when you realize that it's really a thing, I mean, look around you, dude. Like, I'm really scared to see what the common professions are going to be in the next seven to 10 years just based on the fact that when i look around me the 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 mediocrity that is rewarded <laughs> by, you know it's <laughs> some of the like, seen, like some of the simplest things the like, i'd really be dog i'd really be sitting there and I'm, I'm i'm trying to keep this as neutral as possible but i really be sitting there thinking to myself like People are really fucking with this. This what y'all on? And like, I try so hard not to be like that negative Nancy, but the fact of the matter is, I really be curious, and I really wonder if people are just embracing the mediocrity because it makes them feel better. You know, it's like, hey, he doing that? Shit, I could do it too. And like, maybe this gonna be my moment because the bar was set so low. You know, <laughs> like, it's it's it takes a lot of work to become a, a shooter like Steph Curry. You know, but but if 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 Steph Curry didn't exist and the best shooter in the league was LeBron, like and not to knock LeBron, but you like well, the, Le, LeBron is fairly average shooter, and you start feeling like, oh, I, I could get there. Yeah. You know, not, not knowing the big difference is you can't train somebody to be six eight two fifty, but that's neither here nor there. But I'm I'm just saying though, like we know this is a clown world we stay in. But even when you think in terms of the circuses that you go to to see clowns, at least some of these clowns are genuinely funny. At least some of the circus acts are actually, you know, unique to a degree. Like the shit that people see is unique in society today. Like, I just ain't fucking with it. Like, I've noticed that not even just mediocrity being awarded, I've noticed that people that I feel like there are a lot of people out there that feel they're not special if they're if they're not special like when I was growing up we seen somebody with down syndrome we saw a, a, a amputee or something like that we seen these ailments that affected certain people and you kind of look at them you feel sorry for them but it's almost like these people, are rewarded for that because we need to make spaces for these people in society. And it's like that creates a culture of people wanting to be disabled. And, and, and that does exist. This creates a culture of people wanting to be disabled, people wanting to be ill or mentally ill just so they can get attention. Because we all know that attention is that reward. You give a person enough attention, man, they they become full of life. That same person that was ignored by the world all their life and they get a bunch of positive attention, man, that that 
that's like a resurrection for a person or even a you know a second birth but and it's kind of like you sprinkle that attention on them telling them you know you you're giving them special treatment because you know they have this disability or they've been through this hardship and then it just leads into the mindset of you know what I am more special than I actually am and then comes the entitlement comes to the oh well everybody treats me like I'm special so I'm special why aren't you treating me like I'm special like man look my mama got missing both her legs I ain't worried about you missing one like Ooh. eventually you hit that you hit that wall where it's like okay somebody hardship trumps yours now what <laughs> now we fighting who's struggling harder who's the more who's the more oppressed right you know like that's where we are you know and, and that's that's why when i when i saw that you like put that out there i was like man like that type of stuff that my mind started wrapping around i'm like this is society today and that's a big deal that's a big problem because you know me i really feel like it's only downhill from here i feel like to an extent the people that try to latch on to whatever sense of normality or reality out there that exists in their mind, like they're going to try to hold on to that. But eventually, man, we're all going to get pulled into this abyss of fucking stupidity. Cause that's really what it feels like at this point. But, um, I, like I said, I didn't want to keep it. I didn't want to make it too long, but I did want to say, uh, one more thing. Uh, well, not one more thing, but like two more things. So, you already know how I feel about TikTok culture. Um, the whole everybody wants to be an entertainer culture to mm -hmm. an extent, but you call it prank culture, and I guess that's a a dimension of this lifestyle that people are embracing. What annoys you? Like, which one annoys you the most? It annoys me the most watching these where it's is um okay who was better my my ex or my current girlfriend with that person standing right there and you're intentionally hurting someone that you care about for laughs of people you don't know that's one that that's the one that bothers me the most the prank the one where it's like you know the shut up challenge with your parents where you tell one parent to shut up to see how the other one reacts that's just stupid that's just stupid. And it's like you have parents. I can't say grown because parents are young these days. You have parents participating in it. It's like, no, baby, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. From 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 where I'm from, you don't play like that. <laughs> say that again, bro. Say that again. You, you don't play like that. Because before you done told my, one of my parents that it's a joke, you're picking up your teeth. Like you, you don't you don't play like that to put that on the internet. You you just don't. And then to take it back, I'm gonna sit here with this person. And you know, I love or like or whatever. This I like this person enough to call him my girlfriend. I, I like him enough to call him my significant other. And I'm sitting there and I got this jug of water and it's like, who kissed better, you your your girlfriend or your ex? Oh my ex. Who'd your family like better, your girlfriend or your ex? Oh my ex. Who'd you fight with more, your ex or your girlfriend? Oh my girlfriend. Who you know? It's like. Why are you sitting there embarrassing this person for the sake of laughs? I don't get it. I just don't I mean, that, get that's, it. 
that, that's that's definitely what I call um, a mutation of dark humor. Because like I said, people that know me personally, I'm goofy as hell, man. Like I I'm always like trying to laugh. But but then again, some people that don't know me and like kind of like just get snapshots of me, they may think I'm really serious, but I'm not. But at the same time, like especially coming from a parental perspective, all I'm trying to say is there are certain people I'm going to laugh with and there are certain people I'm not going to laugh with because like you said, like where I'm from, we don't play like that. And like I don't mind when my son, you know, sends me memes and stuff like that. You know, it just kind of lets me know that this is where we are like. I'm pretty sure at some point in the early, uh, you know, 20th century when newspapers first came out and kids were get, grabbing the, uh, the comic strip, you know, when they were getting the newspaper, that was something that they can, you know, share with their fathers and mothers. Like, hey, you know, you, you listen, you what, you on the grown-up papers. I'm here, you know, the comic strip. You know, this is the part that I can relate to. You know, so I don't think that, you know, we can't connect in some forms of entertainment. I don't think that. We, we live in a society where, you know, parents and children can't laugh together. I definitely don't think that. All I'm saying is I think that we have to, you know, try to be rational, like I said, in what we share with our kids. Because eventually you you, you laughing at shit. You're not taking things seriously. And next thing you know, they didn't want a whole couple, uh, you know, another couple miles out. Cause I, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it again. Like, you give them an inch, they gonna take a mile. And you sitting here just laughing at the fact that your kid telling you to shut up on camera, and then six months later they telling you shut up for real. And now you confused, and now you want to react, and you want to assault the kid, and that's inconsistent. It's like, hold on, you 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 thought it was just a joke before. Now now you're not taking it as a joke now. Now you're getting all pissed off now, and it's like. You gotta remember that some people, they not that mature that, that mature yet. Like what you're grasping as comedy or potential comedy, you don't realize the whole time that they're programming themselves, they're programming their minds to think that, oh, this is okay behavior when it's not. You know? And and that's and that's why I feel I, I feel I feel you on that. Like I feel like everybody wanting to be an entertainer, I mean that's a slippery slope because if everybody's just pretending they know how to do something or just pretending what's going to happen to all the people that actually know how to do something. Cause there's a lot of people out here that, that like, like it's a lot of people out here that lack skills. It's a lot of people out here that lack talent. And once again, we're sitting here encouraging them to continue things that really ain't that funny. And I really feel like if anything, this really a niche market. It's just that once it's just that, Unfortunately, people don't like to be outcasts. People don't like to be eyeballs. People don't like to be looked at like, oh, you're too damn serious. When in actuality, I mean, damn, society does need some serious motherfuckers, don't it? You can't laugh at everything. Dog, I'm telling you, you know, and once again, like I said, people that know me personally, they know, man, I'm, I'm goofy as hell. And, you know, I feel like people that come to this podcast, that consistently come back to this podcast, they... They want to get a good dose of some knowledge. They want to get a good dose of some laughter. You know, like you said, it's a, it's a center in there. It's a real conversation that people are having. And I think that's okay. And I still, I also think that we have the type of content that, you know, teenagers can listen to. 
Would I put this in the ears of an 11 year old? No. You know, that's just because my mind, I feel like I have a rational sense of what an, an, a, what an 11 year old can actually understand and embrace. Now, a 16, 17 year old may get the gist of what we're saying, but I feel like the crowd that's closer to 30 and over 30, they really, they really messing with what we're saying. They get it. They're Especially living it. The, you know, straight up. You know? and, and that's like when you um you mentioned in the last episode when um, CJ asked you you know what your podcast um, what the podcast was about and you said you know it's a it's a critical look at society from being within it it's kind of like you know not complaining about traffic because you're in not complaining about traffic but looking at traffic and realizing that you're in it straight up straight up like I, I'm I'll be the first person to tell you like you said like. You know, I talk shit about society, but I, I've realized that we are society. I am society. And and, and I, that's why I always look at it from a sense of I value the individual more than I value the group. And just knowing people on a personal level, I've realized that a lot of individuals, they get with the group and they disappear. And I don't ever want to be that person. I always want to be the individual that still remains the individual within the group. I don't just become a blurred message because I really believe that nowadays a lot of people don't really stand for anything. If they stand for anything, it's just to, to fit in. Exactly. They don't, they don't, they don't want to be, they don't want to be left out. It, and I think it takes in, in today's culture, it takes a lot of balls to be left out. It takes a lot of balls to be, you know, to be that, perceived as that person that's isolated. But the funny thing is you're not really isolated. It's just a lot of people around you. They just be fronting. They it's, it's all cap. They cap. It, it, it's funny how how somebody will take a, a stand against something. You'll see people coming out the woodwork. It's like, yeah, I I, I feel that way too. I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not like you know, but they didn't want to be the one to take that first step. That person that takes that first step is a very bold person. And you know, if you don't care if anybody behind you, nine times out of ten, somebody's behind you anyways. Real talk. Real talk. Yeah, yeah. So, long story short, even though I look at most of society today like it's just a joke, that's why, because pranks are just jokes. But the way society moves around, the way they do things today, shit, society's a fucking prank. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, it, it's it's a fucking joke. And, and it's sad to say, especially in an election year where people are supposed to be serious about things and shit still remains a joke but either way man uh before i close out what the hell is going on with milwaukee bro they getting they getting a good dose of jimmy buckets and i and i seen a lot of a lot of sports anchors saying that this milwaukee heat matchup is is the best matchup out of the east and i, I started paying attention to the heat and it's like yeah because they match up with with Giannis well. Bam, Bam, what is it? Bam Adebayo. Adebayo, yeah. Yeah, he matches That's up with close Giannis enough for me. The, they put up, they get points, and even last night with Jimmy Buck, Jimmy Buckets playing bad. It was the Heat's game to lose. Still, like he had forty in the first game. He had maybe twelve last night. I, I, I say that I say they they get two, but uh, I, it's hard for me to go against against the Heat because it's kind of like 
you're not going back to Milwaukee or anything like that. There's no change in venue. That that's 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 my thing, man. And I didn't even bring up the sports aspect of it for the sports aspect of it, technically, because I look at it like this. Rockets was up 2-0. They still went seven games. My thing is, and just to bring the whole ideal of, you know, just working with my son and, you know, observing his basketball team, man, if people don't realize now more than ever that sports is a, it's, it's a hundred, it's low key, it's a hundred percent mental because in order to get to that physical state that you need to get to, your mental got to be in a certain place to where you can even train at the level of a, of a top athlete. And you got to think about what a lot of these guys are going through mentally in this bubble, trying to play at their highest level. Like these guys, in my opinion, are in a political prison because the reason that they're in it is mainly politics. And they're in this political prison and they're trying to keep their heads high and go hard. And at the end of the day, these dudes are in a neutral setting. Nobody has a home court advantage. So you really just going out there and you hooping. So if you getting swept in this, in these in this uh in these playoffs in the bubble, it's really just because you playing a team that's just mentally tougher than you, and they're just probably better than you. And like I just said, if since it's a hundred percent mental, if you got a starting five or at least six players that pretty much outmatch y'all mentally, and you only got two or three strong mentally tough players, you know who finna win, because Go ahead. And I was just thinking from the aspect, what does Miami have to lose? <laughs> We're not expected to go to the conference finals or, or win the chip. We don't have the defensive player of the year and the MVP candidate on our team. What do we have to lose? Bruh, I mean, once again, up 2-0, you know, like I said, you can even be up 3-1. You know how that go. At the end of the day, we we see what Miami is bringing to the table, and like you said, they match up well. And I I look at all these other teams around the league and how they how they're playing. I I honestly, like I said, I honestly feel like it's gonna come to a mental toughness aspect of it. People keep saying that this would be one of the most important you know championships, but I honestly feel like a lot of people don't really see the other components of it. Yeah. You can sit here and say, well, the the, the neutral zone and the, the, the mental toughness, that makes this all harder. But to me, that's something that, in a sense, a lot of these cats ain't prepped for. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, it's almost better when, you know, you come to a chess match prepared. But it's a lot of these guys that, like I said, they, they really not built for this. So you got teams that get an advantage based off a team that is disadvantaged. Because, like I said, that being trapped in a bubble is a beast. So I, I guess it could go either way. This is a, this is a real tough championship to win. But like I said, if somebody already was was built for it tough, <laughs> that's gonna be a mofo. This is this this might be the combination of mentally and physically tough. Cause not only are you are you playing a game every other day, you're also in a bubble away from family, away from teammates, and you might be you might be mad at KCP because he scored one point and played 28 minutes last night, and now you got to go check into your room with KCP right next to you. 
And he's, yeah. you know, he's giggling and laughing and you pissed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I guess in a sense, I just look at it like what people, what, what basketball players prepare their whole lives for, especially NBA players, what they prepare the whole season for. And to get that, to get that freaking bottleneck in there, like I said, it's really tough, especially when you got teams like Miami and Orlando that didn't have to travel far. Most of them was already in the region. So, like I said, in a sense, man, it's just it, it's going to be interesting. But I, I I still think that if you traveling and you actually got to play on somebody's home floor that has the home court advantage and you win, that's a that's a that's that's tough too. I got to respect that as well. But like right now, I feel like these are stressors that you put animals through, and I feel like it's unfair. But I agree. I guess. You know, you know, uh, you know. I get like I said, it, it all depends on how people see it, man. But like I said, are we putting this out today? Or are we putting this out tomorrow? Well, based on how you asking that question, if they're listening to it right now, we put it out today. <laughs> look, I don't care. I don't care what they're listening to. Because look, the the Big Sean album drops September fourth. And you and you know I got Sean Dunn in my top five, and he coming with twenty one tracks, so I'm excited about that. Look, man, I was gonna when we put it like this. I look at this like a bonus episode. I hope people appreciate it. I hope people do listen to the Big Sean album. I like Big Sean. It's funny because when I when he first came out, I wasn't a fan, but as time grown went on, Detroit was one of my favorite. And uh, I don't I don't use the term fan loosely, but I like Big Sean. I don't really care about his outside personality that much, but the boy can spit, man. And um, I'm excited for it, too. Uh, that'd probably be a reason for me to get up early in the morning just to, just to work out to that, because I know for a fact he going to have bangers. So I hope that when we do the next episode, the, the you know, the, uh, the on-time episode, I hope we can, you know, have a conversation about it and people are listening to it. But, yeah, to answer your question, you know, hopefully when people are listening to this, we can say happy Friday, and it is Friday when they listening to it but um other than that man so so did you just put the pressure on me is is what you're saying you i mean would you could put this out saturday afternoon i mean uh, friday afternoon friday evening shit it's a bonus episode and i you know people that fuck with us going to listen to it if they don't it's all good but either way between now and september 6th or whatever september 7th you know you, you should have had two episodes in september cuz the last episode was august right that was a that that was August episode, so yeah. Also, it's a holiday weekend, so and I, and, and I'll be in Texas too, so that that I mean, hey, how many days you out here? I'm just I'm through I'm in, I'm there through Monday. Uh, okay, so e- either way, we, we you ain't gotta force nothing. Uh, I, I get, would I, I get would a like Monday to... night drop. Pen, pen yeah, exactly. I would like to do some wishful thinking and hope we can get a hold of Sean, but. I won't hold my breath, man. I think that boy didn't put the mic up and retired. He, he didn't put the mic up. He retired, man. But uh, anyways, uh, you got words of advice? Uh, I really didn't, actually. Uh, I guess we don't need it for, this, for the bonus episode. I mean, I could, I could pull something out of my ass. Oh, okay, okay. We don't want you putting nothing out your ass, but if you want to pull something out your ass. I can pull something out of my ass. Like... Make sure it ain't shitty, man. <laughs> Make sure it ain't shitty. No, but um, on a serious note, uh, to kind of extend from the words of advice I, I said in the previous ex- episode, and if you don't 
know what I said in the previous episode, go listen to it. And if you forgot what I said in the previous episode, go listen to it again. Um, pride will prevent you from getting places being humble will. Again, pride will prevent you from taking... Pride will stop you from getting to places being humble will. So, don't be over prideful. Don't be too humble. Find your center. <laughs> Keep that thing going. Yeah, find your center. Find your center. Uh, look, man. There's nothing wrong with changing up. You know, you know if you're changing up for the better. So, you know, if there's something that you want to do to, like, add some spunk to your life, you know, do do something a little different. You know, it, it ain't too late. Most of the people listening to the show, whether you're 30, 16, 50, don't matter. It, 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 ain't, it ain't too late. You know, you want to change up something, just, you know, change it up. I know a lot of people get stuck in that mindset of they want to be consistent, but I guess, you know, being too consistent can become real boring and life can become stagnant that way. So, hey. Uh, most of us are still dealing with limited capacity in restaurants, limited capacity in where we can go. So I, I'm an advocate of taking taking advantage of these times to do things that are new. So to to try new things. So hey, this is just a a reminder to you to change some things up, try some new things, and don't be scared. Cause I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it won't be a waste of time. But before we jump off, just remember, if you don't mind going over to iTunes, the Apple Podcast, uh, leaving a rating, leaving a comment. Don't matter if it's a one, three, or five. Just uh, try to do that because that helps us out tremendously. And that's all I have. So with that being said. This is going to be the greatest. Oh, I mean, oh, this has boy. been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, People have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?